Today on the podcast brought to you by the Michigan Retailers Association, we head up to Marquette, to Watson and Watson Jewelers to talk to Chris Watson. Chris, how are you, my friend? I'm good there. I would love for people who might not be familiar with the jewelry store up in Marquette, if you could kind of talk a little bit about how it came to be, what it's currently doing now, and, and kind of uh, what makes it fascinating. So our store was opened in 1985. Um, we ended up moving to our newest location, 1987. It's a really cool, old, historic building. Uh, I believe the ceilings are like 14 feet tall with like original tin. Um, and then in 1987, I ended up building a 100 foot long mock-up, like a, a gold mine, essentially. You make, your parents make the move from 85 to 87. What was the thing about that building where they went, hey, let's let's do this kind of museum exhibit in the middle of the store. What was what was the impetus to that? It was just to make something different and more interesting. Uh, it definitely is a it's a cool draw, especially for people that aren't from the area. Uh, it's also got like a really cool waterfall right in the front as well. And it leads into like a rock shop area at the end. Recently, you guys have kind of put out the call. There is a small business grant, I believe, from FedEx, correct? Correct. Yeah. So can you tell me what what is this grant and kind of what you guys asked to do? The grant we're looking for, you know, whatever we can get from it. Um, basically, since 87, the mine hasn't really had any updates so that's kind of one of the things I really want to do was make it more interactive, fun, and more like a museum. You know, I had some really cool ideas. Like we have a, when the mine was built, they actually had a, an original ore cart from the Quincy mine. Um, they actually had to build the mine around the ore cart just because of its size. <laughs> so I have this really cool idea of uh, actually painting the floor so it's got track so it makes it look like it was parked into that position oh very cool along with adding different sounds um just so it sounds more like you're in a mine there's a really cool spot where you push a red button and then the rocks glow just to show the lumens awesome well that'll be fun i hope you guys get that because obviously that is uh the centerpiece of the store so let's talk a little bit about where we are in 2023, what's going on in the, the jewelry universe? What is hot right now? What stuff are you guys excited about? And when people come in to talk to you, what are what are they asking you? What are the what are the trends right now? A lot of what I've been doing recently is a lot more repairs and custom work. Um, everything is not really necessarily purchased off the shelf anymore. Uh, they come in with ideas that they have off the Internet, um, usually Etsy, Pinterest, stuff like that. And then we try to kind of tweak and combine different aspects of each piece. Um, and, and actually it was, I think two years ago, I ended up getting a 3d printer because I always had to outsource all of that, which is awesome. Cause I have a full, a full scale shop. So I cast polish design. I do everything in house as much as possible, which definitely helps for speed and the quality control. That's incredible. So, you know, you obviously were doing customs before this. Do you, are, do you enjoy that type of work or do you kind of want it to get back to off the shelf stuff? Or like what part of this job are you fascinated by? Well, I started when I was 11 years old. So I've been in the industry now for 22 years. 
uh, I basically, I really love working with my hands. So the manufacturing, the repair work, and I've, I fixed a couple of pieces too, where they've been ran over by a car throughout the whole winter. <laughs> and I was just able to bring it right back to life. Yeah. So I really, I really enjoy doing that kind of stuff. What's it been like, Chris, to be able to play with a 3d printer, right? So now the thing that's in your head, you can kind of at least see a rendering of it before you cast it. What's that been like to change your creative process? The creative process, it definitely makes it a little bit easier, especially with everything getting smaller and different things having to tweak and you can play around with different sizes and there's definitely a learning curve with it just because what you see on the computer and what the final product is, you're like, oh, I don't like that. So you just tweak on the computer, hit print the next day, you're ready to go again. We're obviously here, Chris, with the MRA uh, because they are vital to the retail work that happens in this state. And I'm just wondering, from your perspective, what makes the MRA vital for you and, and what sort of services do you use them for? Uh, I really enjoy the Buy Near Buy program. Uh, that has really helped with you know, getting people more focused on shopping more local versus you know, always going online. So that, that's definitely been a huge help for us. Let's talk a little bit about the last couple years, uh, not because I want to go talk about the what actually happened, but yep. where you are in Marquette, something fascinating happened to the Upper Peninsula is a fair majority of the lower peninsula human beings figured out there was an upper peninsula, right? And they all started coming up to kind of investigate the UP, going to Munising and going to all those sorts of places. I'm wondering if you have seen an influx of people, you know, out of towners that are now doing business with you guys, or what has that been like for you with the influx of kind of visitors coming up to the UP? Yeah, definitely. Like I was saying, with all the tourists and everything, it's, you know, with our online presence and everything, we definitely get a lot of people that return. What other things should people know about the jewelry store, right? They come up to Marquette, they want to see the ore dock, they're kind of, you know, investigating the whole scene and they stumble upon the store. What are they coming to you? You said people who know come in and they want custom work, right? They want you to take the thing that they ran over with a car for an entire season and you to fix it. But if I don't know, what happens when they walk in the store? Like what, what are they saying to you and kind of how do they engage with the store itself? I mean, again, it's a really old historic building. I mean, there's 10 huge chandeliers right in the beginning. It's even our cases are, I think, 110 years old. It's just got a really cool feel to it. And of course, going through the mine and then, you know, I'll check their rings, just talk to them, give them good local places to eat advice, stuff like that. Is there a trend in jewelry in 23 that we should be aware of? I know you're doing a ton of custom work, but is there kind of a trend line that people are leaning towards that we should be thinking about? Some of the biggest things we've seen recently are lab-grown stones, especially diamonds, sapphires. Um, and then with engagement rings, a, a lot of it's more colored center stones versus just oh, wow. a diamond. And so for maybe the uninitiated who don't spend a lot of time you know, in the gem world, can you kind of explain how a lab based diamond or gem or whatever works there's a couple different ways they can they can grow it or they can compress it um it's essentially it is 100 a diamond you cannot tell the difference I, i've even had some training and i can't tell the difference between them <laughs> <laughs> on the side of the diamond it actually should be etched with a, a grading essentially that says it's a lab but Chemically and physically, they are no different whatsoever, except they're probably, I'd say, about 
a third to a fifth of the price as a regular diamond that was mined out of the ground. Now, Chris, is that, um, you know, this will be my naive question of the day. Is that something that you would ever think of bringing in store? Would you grow your own diamonds or is that, I mean, I don't understand the process, right? Is that, that yeah, that's a whole industry. Like that's, I won't even want to know what my power bill would be like. <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, I guess the fair comparison would be mining for cryptocurrency. Maybe that'd be a fair comparison of like the, the power usage, maybe. I really don't know how much power it uses, um, but I know it's definitely a little bit better than actually trying to take it out of the ground. And you can control for the quality. I mean, the quality is just better as well. All right, my friend. Now, if people want to reach out to you online before they head up, where is the best place to interact with you and, and kind of ask questions and see what you guys have to offer? Um, based on our website, it's going to be one of the best. Um, they can also text questions to our store phone number. Chris, have an awesome day. It was a pleasure to spend some time with you. Perfect. Thanks, Eric.